0: Welcome to the Untangling Life Podcast with Rachel Wojo. I'm Rachel, and this podcast is where you'll find the space to clear your head and calm your heart. Make yourself at home. Hello, and welcome to episode 17 of the Untangling Life Podcast. I'm Rachel, and I want to thank you for listening in today. I'm working through a series with you entitled Learning to Pray from Women in the Bible, and wow, we have covered a lot of territory so far. In episode 13 of the Untangling Life Podcast, I introduced this series and reviewed six women in the Bible and their influence on our prayer lives. In episode 14, it was the prayer life of Deborah that grabbed our attention, and she teaches us that consistent prayer yields strength and confidence unlike anything else. Then in episode 15, we walked through Hannah's first recorded prayer from 1 Samuel 1. Hannah teaches us that humble prayer from our deepest places of pain transforms hearts, and God transforms our circumstances. In episode 15, we took a deep dive into the life of Esther, who demonstrates that prayer aligns our hearts with God's sovereignty, providing the courage to face any outcome. Wow, the prayer principles we have covered so far have taken us on an adventure for sure. And now today, I'm excited to learn from Mary the mother of Jesus. We are introduced to her in Luke chapter 1 when the angel Gabriel showed up with an unbelievable announcement. Hello, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. This kind of freaked Mary out. It would freak me out too if an angel showed up at my door, probably no matter what he said. But the angel immediately tried to calm her with don't be afraid. And the Bible says in Luke one thirty to 33, But the Lord said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary's response is a question. She doesn't even get to the angel's description of who is being born. She stops at, you will conceive and give birth to a son. And her question is... How can that possibly happen? She knew that what the angel was telling her was physically impossible. She was a virgin, and for her, there was only one way to get pregnant, right? But the angel further explains that this baby will not come in the conventional way. No, the Holy Spirit would come over Mary, and the power of the Lord would take over her body in a miraculous manner. The one God would place in her womb would be His Son and be called the Son of God. Gabriel reminded Mary that no word from God will ever fail. Mary's response is so pivotal in this moment. I wish we could see her facial expressions or could hear the sound of her voice. Her response is... I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Think about that. The first phrase, I am the Lord's servant. She had a relationship with God. Not only did she know him, but she had given her life to him. She longed to serve him with all her heart. How do you suppose she could reply to the angel in this way on the spot? Because she'd already determined that God was her refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble, long before the angel showed up in front of her. I'm guessing she knew the prophecy of Isaiah, who declared that the Lord would bring his people a sign. A virgin would conceive and give birth to a son whose name is Emmanuel, God with us. The angel had reminded her that no word from God would ever fail, and she chose to remember this. To focus on it. This is what Mary teaches us about her relationship with the Lord in prayer and promise. You see, believing that God will keep his word fuels a strong prayer life. Mary's faith was firmly established, rooted to the point that a visit from an angel could not upturn it. After telling the angel she was the Lord's servant, she then said, May your word to me be fulfilled. She humbly accepted Gabriel's message as the one for her life, and she recognized the importance of sending him on with a promise of her own. She was saying, if this is what God has for me, then I want it too. You know, I've been in places in my life where my circumstances or situation was not what I wanted in my life. The most pivotal place of faith is recognizing that our way is not always God's way, and choosing whether or not to believe God's promises amid difficulties is our choice. For many years, I bargained with God over my daughter Taylor's disease. I would pray, Lord, if you'll just show me how I need to change or what I need to do in order to cure my Taylor from the slow death, then I'll do it, whatever it is. I had to choose if I believe God is who he says he is or not. I had to decide to say, Lord, if this is what you have for me, for my family, if this path of slow neurological decline is part of your master plan, then I can't get through it without you. Like Mary, I learned to say, keep your promises to me, Lord Jesus. And I'm here to tell you he has done that far beyond my wildest imagination. After the angel left, Mary threw a bag together and rushed over to her cousin's house. As soon as she entered Elizabeth's house and called out, Hello! The baby inside Elizabeth's womb leaped for joy and she made a de- declaration over Mary. She said, Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fill, fulfill his promises to her. I love that Elizabeth's declaration is plural not just one promise from God, promises, plural. I think a lot of us like to pick and choose the promises we believe. We forget that there are many, many promises of God in the Bible and that every single one of them is just as true for us today as they were to Mary when the angel Gabriel stood in front of her. I'm preaching to my own heart here. You may know from listening to the podcast or receiving emails from me that my husband was unexpectedly terminated from his employment back in March of this year, 2021. Now, our family has seen God provide in crazy ways. In the early years of mine and Matt's marriage, and really throughout my entire ministry for the last 12 years, I know God is bigger than anything we can ask or imagine, according to Ephesians 3.20. But like you, my faith is still growing. It's still being strengthened day by day. There is always room for growth. When my husband lost his job, I honestly considered it a blessing in disguise. We had been praying for two years that he would find another job, that God would take him out of the place he was working in. It was a toxic environment. And so I considered this termination to be God's weird way of taking him out. However, I told myself this was a temporary glitch. I would have never dreamed that it would turn into an eight-month journey of unemployment. I've kept a journal of blessings and provision from the Lord during this time, and it will blow your socks off. One day soon, I plan to share how God has given our daily bread during this season. The entire journey of the last eight months has been truly miraculous. But hold on to your hat, friend, because this next story will blow your mind. I need to preface this by laying out the facts a bit. God truly has miraculously provided for our family in multiple ways through multiple avenues. His timing throughout the last eight months has been impeccable, and may I say that His timing is always perfect. It's just that sometimes we are hyper-aware to see Him at work. That's what it means to rely on Him daily. It's a privileged position. I've said over and over again throughout the last eight months that it is miraculous how our bills have been paid monthly. From the Holy Spirit prompting me to create the 31 Days of Prayers for the Heart prayer card product line, to work opportunities for me, to gifts from others, to beyond belief circumstances, God has provided our monthly budget. We have been fed and clothed, and no one has gone without the basic necessities, though it has been tight. But we have needed to place our house payment on deferment. And this is the lone issue that at times has caused doubt for me. You see, God gave us our house to begin with. That's another story for another time, but I know without a doubt that God gave us our home. He owns everything anyways, right? So several times throughout the last few months, I've held up our home to the Lord and reminded myself, God, it's yours. This weight of being unable to pay our house payment has been the one thing that the enemies tried to use to make me forget God's promises, and I've hit my knees many nights in the middle of the night and early mornings before anyone was up, letting God know that I believe He is our provider, and even if I still believe He only ever wants the best for His children. So last Tuesday, I was finishing up the dinner dishes after a marathon day of coaching writers and speakers when a few texts came in. It was almost 9 p.m. and it was obviously very dark out. One of the texts was from a number I didn't know. It read, Rachel, you don't know me, but a friend has left a gift for you. Please go to your backyard and look for a yellow envelope underneath the green balance beam. After reading this, I was unsure if I should even open the back door. I'm thinking, should I grab a taser first? But after a moment, I thought, no, this friend must know us. So I grabbed my shoes and headed out to the yard. Sure enough, there was a yellow envelope underneath the girl's balance beam, and I immediately brought it in and went to the garage where my husband was working on prayer card stands. With shaking hands, I opened the envelope, and inside was a typed letter that read, Matt, Rachel, and family. The angel of the Lord found you in the wilderness. Genesis 16, 7. Our Lord sees you. Sees is in capital letters. Nothing escapes his notice. Know that this is his provision. It is a demonstration of his faithfulness, a reward for your faithfulness. There was also a bank envelope inside the yellow envelope. It was filled with cash, 49 $100 bills, and five $20 bills. Someone who did not want to be known gave us $5,000 cash. Matt and I stood in our garage going, what in the world just happened? We felt like we were in a movie. I didn't know what to do except say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being our provider, our sustainer, our promise keeper, the one who sees and provides in ways we can't even wrap our heads around. If you're struggling to believe that God still keeps his promises, remember the promise Isaiah made years and years before the angel stood in front of Mary. A virgin will conceive and she will bring forth the Son of God, Emmanuel, God with us. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promises to her. And that, my friends, is today's thread of hope. Each episode of Untangling Life concludes with a segment called On My Desk. If you long to develop a close relationship with the Lord so that you can remember he keeps his promises, then 31 Days of Prayers for the Heart Prayer cards will meet you in your hardest moments to clear your head and calm your heart in the chaos of life. For this episode, you'll find 31 days of prayers on the heart, prayers for the heart on my desk, a prayer card set and display stand that will beautify your heart and your home. Also this week on my desk, the thankful, grateful, blessed Bible reading plan and journal Digital download, I printed mine out. This journal invites you to recount God's blessings in your life and embrace the heart of thanksgiving. Each day includes two pages with a focused topical scripture reading, prayer journaling mini-sections, and journaling questions devoted to reflecting on the scripture, the principles in the passage, and three gratitude journaling prompts each day. Thanks so much for listening today. Until next time...
1: I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth, unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak,